0: So, Retailer Clicks is uh, at the center of a great outroar, Um, and um, of course, this is over their recent campaign where they basically, uh, when you look at it just with the naked eye, referring to black people's natural hair as dry, damaged, and pretty much not good enough, while white people's hair is more sort of normal and uh, of standard I mean, how do we even get to this point where a brand communicates such in the first place? Joining us on the line is Tebe Kalefeng. He's an award winning Pan African marketer. Um, He's absolutely brilliant in uh, the brand building space and he's got a hell of a reputation as a brand architect as well. Tebe, good morning.
1: Good morning, Tebe. How are you?
0: I'm okay. Uh, very, very upset uh, by this. I mean, let's be honest here, Tebe. We we know why we are we are upset, and we understand why a black person would be upset over the this, this particular campaign because it is degrading in a way. But what does this tell us about the way brands design their communication strategies?
1: Well, it probably tells us that there's a, a major disconnect between the people that are engaged in, in the broader South Africa that keeps to make such, that continue to make such mistakes uh, and the consumers that they serve. So there's a big disconnect between the brands themselves and the consumers, that the brands do not do the most important uh, work, which is one, to ensure that if you are going to create products, you need to ensure that the people behind the creation uh, of that product, the the understand consu- the consumers. They come from the consumers. They engage with the consumers. They check with the consumers before delivering. Uh, uh, before delivering uh, their, their products or services. And the problem mm-hmm. is South Africa because it keeps coming on and on and on, which means that there's a systemic uh, uh, problem in the in, in, in the ecosystem of creating brands in South Africa.
0: Mm. Is there a possibility that some brands are actually deliberately using racial tensions to spark talkability around their brands because we've seen in the past that outrage has not led to a decline or decrease in sales and uh, we all know that's the best way to hit back at a brand or company but that's not happened in South Africa.
1: You know, I'm I'm not sure if they uh, end up and, and some people take me to task when I say so. I don't think it's deliberate. So in other words, I don't think somebody will deliberately go out to say that uh black people has nappy and hard and, and doesn't uh it doesn't look mm. great and all those and white people's better. I think it is just a, a being for the culture. It's a cultural tone deafness. They they don't they don't it it is they have a filter in them that's uh, that says this is not right. Or they are callous. or they just generally just disrespectful. But I think mostly mm. it's, uh, they're careless, uh, they don't care. Because you know what the problem is in South Africa? We will get over this tomorrow. Today we are on yes. social media, we're going to put up placards, we're going to protest, it's going to be KFC, and it's going to be clicks must fall. Tomorrow we will be lining up those tilts from the, at the same shops. That is the big mm. problem actually in South Africa, is we never see any issue and challenge through. That's why South African brands, many of them, actually feel that they they can just keep going the same way because they're like, ah, don't worry about them. They'll get over Mm. this because
0: we do, unfortunately. (laughs) It's really sad. I mean, just give us insights here, Tebe. When we bring down the issue or bring it down to the issue of um accountability yes the brand is at the forefront but there are other companies that these brands work with agencies that advise them on how to communicate so what can you tell us about that sort of uh, dynamic and that that relationship between the brands and the agencies and how something like this can go through an entire chain like that pretty much with nobody raising a red flag
1: Probably two things. Um, one, is, uh, is, one is as much as we don't want to admit it, but the industry has not transformed at all. And I, and I don't like that. I don't normally like to speak uh, like that because I thought we can, we can solve the problems ourselves. But the truth mm-hmm. is, the agencies have not transformed. You can just do a survey of the agencies yourself. Mm-hmm. You'll see who's running them. Or you'll see who's behind the, the creative of, of most of the agencies. they will give you an idea. But the second big problem is that even the, the, even sometimes they are transformed on paper, so they will have TED as marketing director or TED as creative director or TED as copywriter. But TED is not necessarily empowered because TED does mm. not exactly make the decision. All I do mm. at the agency is I'm there to fill up the number, the score, the, the, the BE quota or the EU quota, uh, but the decisions are made by somebody else. And that person will always override you because they pay your bills. So that's the Mm. problem that we actually have in the the industry in South Africa. Mm. And that's why there's only one solution. The one solution is to create a parallel economy, which will collapse the other economy.
0: Mm. I totally agree with you, Tebe. And I'm also very concerned by this lack of transformation in the communications industry, as you put, and that it's still uh, an issue there in terms of diversity. Tebe, we'll leave it there for now, but thanks for your analysis, and uh, we'll chat again soon.
1: Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: All right, Tebe Ikala Feng, founder and group CEO of the award winning Brand Leadership Group, just weighing in on that. If you've got any comments on that situation with clicks, feel free to tweet us. You can hashtag the morning flavor or drop us a voice note. It is half past seven, time for the headlines.